listening to the Glean Podcast, the fastest hour of the week. We're glad you're with us tonight as we're going to dive into God's Word. And maybe, or hopefully, not maybe, we hopefully, as you listen to this, we'll be able to give you some insight on what we're going to be talking about tonight, and that's about Israel. Why, why is there always so much controversy over the land of Israel, the Jewish people, why is there so much hatred there and there seems like constant conflict uh, between the Arabs and the Jewish people? And we're going to look at this tonight from the Bible uh, view of it, which is the correct view. If any other view you have is, is the, it's the wrong view, don't matter if you get offended by this or not. But God has a people. It's the Jewish people. And God gave them land, and it began back in the book of Genesis. But I don't believe there's any more real estate on the earth that's been disputed as much as Israel has. Um, You know, you say in America, you say it for the most part, people don't really care. But, you know, some places you start talking about Jewish people, uh, they get extremely upset. And, you know, the bottom line is whether the the Palestinians or whoever want the land, Israel claimed they held it first and it was given to them by God. And the way I look at it, if the creator of something gives it to you, then it's yours, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, um, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to answer a few questions and show you in scripture where God did promise this land to Abraham, then to Isaac and, and so forth on down the, the lineage. And, I believe part of why he done this is he was creating a land and it come through the lineage so that Jesus could be born in Israel, you know. Mm-hmm. And as we begin to look into this, hopefully we can answer some questions. But the first one, when you look in Genesis 12, 7, uh, Genesis 12, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to it, to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then if you flip over into um, Genesis 15, verse 18, it says, uh, On the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river of Euphrates. Mm-hmm. So we can see in Scripture, and we'll... we'll maybe talk about a few more here. I'm sure you have some, but we'll look at this where God made a covenant with Abraham and God is not a covenant breaker. That's right. And, you know, I do understand that through Israel's disobedience and their sin that God scattered them, which he talks about in the Bible, but he also talks about in the last days a return Mm. that he'll bring all people the Jewish people back in. Yeah. And, you know, I, this is not really getting off track, but I know some people say, well, you know, who are we if, if the Jewish people are his people? Well, that you, you made a remark the other week and it really stuck out with me was you said, thank God that they rejected Christ because their rejection made him available to us, you know, and, and that means a lot because they rejected him, so he turned to the Gentile, mm-hmm. and we accepted him. But it still doesn't mean that there's not a special place for his people, the original creation. So, yeah. you know, um, if you want to pick up from there, we'll kind of talk about that and how that, um, you know, Israel is God's chosen people. And that there's nothing that's in scripture. There, there's no change in that. Yeah, they they uh, you know, of course, uh, today we are the church is God's chosen people, right? As well, uh, but uh, several years well, it's been quite a few years back. There was a kind of a, a teaching going around that. Uh, you know, God don't care about the children of Israel. We are his yeah. uh, elect, or we're his chosen people. But uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, in the 11th chapter of the book of Romans, uh, you know, talked about that, and uh, he said, Hath God cast away his people? He's talking about Israel. Right. 
And he said, God forbid. Mm -hmm. For uh, also, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Uh, Woe ye not that the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, as at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. If by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. And so, uh, you know, uh, it goes on if you read uh, uh, on over into that. Uh, he talked about, uh, you know, that, of course, we know from the Scripture that, uh, you know, in the uh, book of Acts, the 10th chapter, that that's when Peter went down to Cornelius' house and God had turned to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. You know, when Jesus first came, you know, he, uh, I, I believe it was uh, uh, in uh, where that Seraphonician woman's daughter was grievously vexed of mm -hmm. the devil, and he was talking to her, or she was, you know, came to him to ask for help for him her and her daughter. And, uh, you know, he's, he said uh, that he was sent only to the house of Israel. Mm -hmm. So at that time, uh, you know, he was only sent to the Jewish people mm -hmm. to preach the gospel to them. Uh, and But then we know that afterward, but whoever, even in that time, whoever, Gentile or Jew alike, whoever would come to Jesus in faith, Mm -hmm. uh, and call upon him, he would accept them, mm -hmm. you know. And here in the 11th chapter, the apostle Paul explained that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jesus, of course, is the vine and mm -hmm. uh, we're the branches. Uh, and he talked about the Jews being cut off. He said the natural branch, yeah. which is the Jews, mm -hmm. are cut off and we were grafted in. Mm-hmm. And then he said, we have nothing whereof we can boast, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of ourselves. Just look at us, how great we are, you know. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, you know, that we we were grafted in. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was because of their unbelief that they were uh, broken off and uh, that we were grafted in. And uh, he said, so we uh, stand by faith. We're, we're not high-minded, but fear. Mm -hmm. For God is uh, spared not the natural branches. Take heed, lest he also spare not thee. So he's, he's talking about, uh, you know, they, they were cut off because of their unbelief, and we were grafted in. Right. And he goes on to say that if the, we being a wild branch can be grafted in, how much more can the natural branch be grafted back in? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it goes on and talks about that uh, there's coming a time, I believe it's in the 26th verse of the 11th chapter, uh, that it says, And so all Israel shall be saved, it is written, There shall come out of Zion the, de the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob, which means Israel. And then he talks about his covenant with them that he would take away their sin. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's because of their unbelief that we have had an opportunity. God, uh, down in Acts chapter 10, when Peter went to Cornelius' house, you know, God gave him a vision mm -hmm. and uh, told him to, you know, go down to Cornelius' house. And uh, so he went down there and began to preach. He, he said, you know, he 
uh, saw him in a vision, you mm-hmm. know, coming to him and telling them uh, the of the grace of God and that, uh, you know, he said if, you know, they would believe they could be saved, preach the gospel to them. And it said while he was yet speaking. Mm-hmm. In other words, he, he didn't even get through, uh, you know, preaching his message right. till uh, God, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit came down upon them and uh, it said they were saved and they all began to speak with other tongues. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, thank God, uh, you know, we uh, we cannot, uh, you know, belittle Israel or, right. you know, do away with it. It was because of their falling away mm-hmm. that we were grafted in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank God for that. But as he said, we have nothing to boast of ourselves. Right. <laughs> you know, we're, <laughs> we, we're just by his grace mm-hmm. that we were grafted in. But. He also instructs us in the word, I believe it's Psalms 122, uh, verse 6, where he said, pray mm-hmm. for the peace of Jerusalem. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we've always, uh, in a sense, have been connected to Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God's uh, never going to do away with the Israel, right. with the Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and some were teaching that you know we're we're God's elect now, we're God's chosen, and God's not concerned about yeah. Israel. You mm-hmm. know, well, that's not what the scriptures teach, mm-hmm. and God is still going to fulfill His promise to Abraham. <clears throat> you know, the land that He promised right. to Abraham, where on uh, you know the soles of your feet tread. He said, I'm going to give you this land, and it's much bigger than what the nation of Israel is now. But uh, in, eventually they will, uh, you know, have that land that God promised to Abraham and then to Isaac and Jacob and so on. And uh, so God is going to do a work in the nation of Israel. And, uh, you know, we, we have... Uh, you know, really a commandment uh, to pray for them. When he said pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that weren't a suggestion. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that was he he was saying to he was commanding us. You you pray for Israel, mm-hmm. pray for Jer- peace of Jerusalem. You know. Yeah. And of course, we know that when they accept uh, the Prince of Peace, which is Christ, uh, they they will be grafted back in mm-hmm. and uh you know jesus also spoke uh, spoke of the fact that uh he would take of two or twain you know it said which is two and make of two one new man mm-hmm. and there'll no longer be that separation between us you know that uh, wall of partition between us we'll be as one in Christ, Jew and Gentile alike. Yeah, yeah, and that another thing there in uh, Romans eleven, down there, starting in verse seven through ten, it says, "What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, just as it is written." And that's this part's kind of quoting, I think, Isaiah uh, twenty nine. But he says, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that should not see and ears that should not hear to this very day. Then, or And David said, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so they do not see and bow down their backs always. And when you look at even like someone is, intelligent and most people watching tonight you you're familiar with the name ben shapiro Mm -hmm. very very i mean very intelligent but even ben shapiro uh he was joe rogan asked him on his podcast about jesus and and ben shapiro believes that jesus was rightly crucified and that he 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 was killed Mm -hmm. and that you know but he didn't rise again 
So he, Ben Shapiro's a devout Jew. So there are some Jews like that that believe mm. they've been blinded, what the scripture says. Mm. They've been blinded to see that Jesus is Savior. But then you take like Dr. Brown, you take uh, uh, Jonathan Kahn, mm -hmm. different ones. You know, he's a rabbi. Dr. Brown, is a, uh, he's a devout practicing Jew. But they believe they weren't blinded. Mm -hmm. they see that Jesus is the Messiah. So even moving forward into today, there's some that, that were blinded and they don't see it, and they won't see it until Jesus establishes his kingdom or yeah. when he, his foot hits the, the Mount of Olive and it splits. I believe in Romans or, or somewhere there it talks about they'll look up and weep mm. because they'll realize we've missed it. Yeah, But... Just as God has had grace and mercy on us, he'll have grace and mercy on them yeah. when he comes back to establish his kingdom. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've sometimes wondered about that. You know, well, if, if that's your people, why, why are they going through these things? But, you know, when you look at they kept turning away, they kept turning away, mm -hmm. he, he would deliver them. You know, I, I sometimes I marvel when you you look at the story of them leaving Egypt. Mm -hmm. How many miraculous signs, repeated, yeah. repeated, repeated, that God did for them. I mean, they got through watching, mm -hmm. being protected by a cloud by day, fire by night, and then yeah. God parted the Red Sea. They went across on dry ground, and they got to the other side. They turned. And begin to worship God and watch Pharaoh's army drown in the sea. And it wasn't a, a, a little while after that. It would have been better for us to stay in Egypt. Mm -hmm. They constantly, when they hit, and you know, at the same thing, sometimes I believe that happens to a lot of the, a lot of Christian folk. <laughs> you know, we do a lot of the same things. You know, but just as God's had grace and mercy on us during this the dispensation, what I call the church age, um, I believe because that's when, it, you know, he reached out for to the Gentiles, I believe he's still going to turn his eyes and his face back on Israel, his chosen yeah. people. It's not going to make us any less. Yes. But there's a special place. I believe there's going to be a special relationship for those of us in the church age, just like there'll be a special relationship for the Jews that will cry out and call him Messiah. Yeah. Uh, over in Psalm 78, you know, the, uh, it was, I think, uh, the psalmist David here, uh, you know, was rehashing how God brought them out and so forth and uh, how, uh, you know, they out in the wilderness, as you said, they continually, no matter how great God uh, you know, did miracles for them. And, uh, you know, they they never lacked for anything for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Their clothes never yeah. become threadbare. The soles of their shoes never wore out. Mm -hmm. God gave them manna, uh, never failed. And they got, you know, said, we, we eat so much of this manna, and now we'd like to have some meat. And God caused a great east wind to blow and millions, you think mm -hmm. about how many quail yeah. it took to feed that uh, multitude. And and they said, you know, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Mm -hmm. You know, questioning yeah. what, what God was able to do. But uh, anyway, you know, uh, on over here uh, in the 40th verse of Psalms 78, it says, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Mm -hmm. You know, they, uh, instead of being uh, grateful and, and thankful for what God did for them and how mightily he brought them out and, uh, you know, he blessed them. It, I mean, you, it, it's amazing when you read of all the things that God did. And there was not a, a nation or enemy that could mm -hmm. stand before them. Right. You know, God would give them the victory. But in verse 41, it said, Yea, they turned their back and tempted God. Now notice the last part of verse 41. And limited yeah. the Holy One of Israel. 
I, you know, I, I read that uh, many years ago, uh, and I thought, wait a minute. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know I must have read that wrong mm -hmm. because, I mean, my Lord, what else could, I was thinking, what else could God have done for them, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he gave them food. He gave them meat. Uh, till they was up to here with meat, you know, yeah. and said, so, "Okay, you want some meat? I'll mm -hmm. give you some meat," you know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just on every turn, when the water was bitter, uh, you know, uh, and he told the prophet to take a stick and throw it in the water, and it becomes sweet, or you know, the water was mm -hmm. healed. Yeah, you know, where they could drink it, and I mean, just ever at every turn, uh, and yet. You know, like you said a while ago, well, you know, we'd have been better off back in Egypt. You know, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have had to uh, run into this situation, you know. But they should have known the miraculous things that God did for them mm -hmm. and how he parted the Red Sea and took them across and then drowned Pharaoh and all of his armies in the Red Sea. But he said, when he said they turned their back and tempted God and limited, mm -hmm. they did. Yeah. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Mm -hmm. And I thought, my Lord, God wanted and to and could have done more, mm -hmm. but they limited, they limited him. him. Why? Yeah. Because of their unbelief. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, you know, what happens, as you said, you know, in the church today, uh, you know, with all that's going on in the world uh, today, uh, you know, many Christians are uh, full of fear and wonder and, and thinking, you know, if we go to war and if another war, uh, war gets started, how are we going to make it? You know, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Inflation and interest rates and uh, all of those things going on. What what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? it you, you know, as I, we refer to it this way many times, you have and I have, you know, uh, this this that's going on today with Israel and, and the Palestinians didn't catch God by surprise. Right, exactly. You know, in other words, he did, man, I, I weren't prepared for this. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I've got to call a meeting with my chief angels and see if we can figure out what to do. Yeah. No, it it's coming to pass. This scripture, what's happening today is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, really, uh, all we can do is pray for the peace of Jerusalem, mm -hmm. as the scripture says. Uh, but we cannot change what God has already foretold in his word. It's going to come to pass just like God said. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some have said, is this, you know, the beginning of World War III? Uh, and it uh, may not be the really the beginning, but this could be a prelude to what is, What's what is mm -hmm. to come. Uh, and, you know, reading in the 24th chapter of Matthew, which uh, I, you know, refer to quite a bit, uh, is that, uh, you know, they asked Jesus what would be the sign of his coming and of the end of the age. Mm -hmm. In other words, the Gentile rule, Gentile power over them, you know. And... Uh, the, one of one of the things that uh, caught my attention when I first read this over 50 years ago is that a, as a young Christian, and Jesus, you know, the, he was answering them in a Jewish perspective. Yeah. You see, the Jews, they were taught about a Messiah would come, mm -hmm. and he would uh, take away their sin. He would set up a kingdom, and he would rule and reign over them. And uh, so they were expecting him to come as a mighty king, a yeah. great warrior, you know, and uh, break the back of the Roman rule and then set up uh, the kingdom and rule over them. 
uh, but, you know, they didn't get the part that he said, but first he said, I must suffer right. at the hand of wicked men and be crucified and rise again the third day. And uh, so, uh, but the thing that he said to them in answer, in response to their question is he said, see that no man deceive you. Right. How much, and I, and I thought then, when I read that 50 years ago, uh, there must be going to be a lot of deception mm -hmm. about his coming, the last days, mm -hmm. and so forth. And there he is. You know, they have, people's got all kinds of goofy ideas about yeah. what's going to happen or take place. Uh, but not only is there deception, uh, you know, about the coming of the Lord, but there's deception in government. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> all you have to do is just listen to a little bit of the news and you can see how corrupt and how right. uh, deceiving all of the things that are their reporting is, uh, how corrupt it is. It's, it's deception in every area of our life. Mm -hmm. So the question, you know, we might say is what can we do to keep from being deceived? Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, talking about these things over the years, I've had people ask me, well, how do you know you're not deceived? Mm-hmm. And I, and I certainly don't know everything. I, I mean, uh, I don't know near as much as I need to know. But uh, I, I, I've learned, I learned even at a, as a young Christian to believe what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. I take him at his word, you know. And uh, Jesus, you know, said these things were going to come. He said there would be wars and uh, rumors of wars. And what, what are we seeing today? Mm -hmm. We got, what, three conflicts going on right now, mm -hmm. uh, you know? And uh, he said there's be wars and there be rumors of wars, and we, we certainly are seeing that. He said there will be those that come uh, and saying that they are Christ and will deceive many. And we've seen that, uh, you know, the Jim Joneses and David Koresh's. Mm -hmm and uh, others that have come claiming to be uh, some mystical messiah or something, you know. Uh, but uh, we, we have seen that, and false prophets, you know, there's false prophets that will arise and deceive uh, many. And they, he said there'll be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in many places. And... Uh, nation against nation, you know, kingdom against kingdom, so forth. But he said all of these are the beginning of sorrow. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're seeing the beginning of these things. But he said right in the midst of talking about all of these things, he said, but you see that you be not troubled. Mm -hmm. See, that's our hope yeah. is in Christ in whom we have believed and trusted as our Redeemer, our Savior, uh, and our soon-coming King. Yeah. You know. So I took him at his word that many years ago, and I've not changed my mind. Mm -hmm. I, right. I'm not being troubled about it. Uh, sure, I mean, you know, we, uh, we have compassion upon the Jewish people that are suffering. Mm -hmm. We have compassion upon the, the Palestinian people that mm -hmm. are suffering. Suffering and uh, all that are involved and people that are suffering all around the world, our heart goes out to them and we have compassion for them, mm -hmm. but not to the point where it, it ceases to be compassion and becomes worrisome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, you, when you look at what, you know, and, and you was talking about in the Bible says, that, see that you be not deceived. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people ask me, you know, well, if God says to pray for the nation of Israel 
and that he would bless them. How can we do that? How is it right to do that when some of the things that they do or even a lot of the things that the Jewish government does and some of them are wrong or corrupt? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, kind of the way I look at that is I still say God bless America, mm-hmm. and I want God to bless America, but not everybody in America is doing is right. Doing right but yeah. I am, mm-hmm. and I want my nation. I want this nation blessed. Yeah, you know, and that kind of when you was reading that, I flipped over. This reminded me of that in uh, Matthew seven, where Jesus said on verse twenty four, He said, "Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them." I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these saying of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the rock or on the sand and the rains descended, the floods came, the wind blew and beat on that house and it fell and was a great fall. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what we we go through now, and you know, this is kind of the segue or leading up on the third question of why do so many people hate the Jewish people or Israel? And a lot of it is because people's knowledge is not built upon the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you look at our news media uh, you know, and I never, you know, that's one of the things that really has, uh, is really mind boggled me. It's baffled me of why there's not more outrage in what the conflict that's going on right now in Israel, when our government took our taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. $6 billion and sent it to, to Iran, not to count all the pallets of cash that we had given them before. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, let's take that $6 billion and we told them that they can't use it for war. They can only use it for humanitarian aid. Now, mm-hmm. that's like telling a burglar, hey, hold on to that money you stole, uh, and I'll tell you how you can use it. Mm-hmm. You know, And then when you <laughs> begin to see those things and how that's happening, but on the other hand, we're funding Israel at the same. America's funding both sides of the war. So when you look at the news media, and I mean, we've got places, you know, I talked about this Sunday, Dearborn, Michigan. I mean, they're packing out these amphitheaters with Palestinian protesters against the uh, Jews, against Israel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they had a, they had, they won't call it this, but they had an insurrection today. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was Americans that broke into the the building, it would have been an insurrection. But if it's Islamic people breaking into our capital, they just trespassed them. Mm -hmm. But with all this false narrative, news media, and everybody and their brothers got a spin on it, if we're not careful, we can fall into that trap. Because, you know, with some of the stuff I study about the end times and about deep state and all these different things, I do know that there's a sect of Jewish people called the Jesuits. Mm-hmm. They're vile. They're evil people. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't love God. You know, they're against, they're more, you study, it's more from the descendants of Cain mm-hmm. to where, where the descendants we are from Seth, which is, you know, Adam and Eve's third-born son mm-hmm. after Abel died. We follow that lineage. But irregardless of how vile those people are, our job was not to judge the people. It was to pray for Israel. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry. God sorts all that out, just like I believe God's going to sort out the corruption here. Yeah. But it's still, I have to pray for this nation. Yeah. There are, and I'm not against all Arabs. I am not against, mm-hmm. these Palestinian people that are in a, some amazing people, great mm-hmm. people. Um, there's even some people that, that, that study Islam that are very respectful and very nice. It's the it's the far sect of it mm-hmm. that wants to kill people and wants to destroy nations and wants to take that land back. You know, and I believe one of the other reasons that that Jewish people are hated so much is because irregardless, like we talked earlier, they're God's people. Mm-hmm. And Satan don't want God's people to be in existence. 
Yeah. He wants them destroyed. And no matter, you know, it's the whole thing of they're, they're talking about in these attacks, you know, that uh, what happens if they go in and attack Jerusalem. And I believe that part of that is in, in this end time, Satan has the idea because the Antichrist is going to set up his kingdom in Jerusalem. And they're going to feel like, well, they've, they've conquered Jerusalem, so they've, Jesus can't. You know, and I believe that a lot of the things we're seeing, we're seeing this ramped up hate and this mm-hmm. anger towards this tiny little nation that ain't even the size of, what, New Jersey? Yeah. You know, Connecticut, Rhode Island. I mean, a very small place on the earth. And they're fighting over this, this one little small place, you know. You know, I was telling somebody that the other day. I said, what would it be like if you found out that your wife was forced to marry you? Hmm. She didn't choose to. She didn't choose to love you. She was forced to marry you. I wouldn't like that. Hmm. I said, well, that's how God is. He don't want people forced or just made to love him. He wants us to freely choose. choose yeah. And that's why we see all this deception going against God's people and like now, during the church age, we're God's people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see that same hatred coming towards us because we're standing up for the word of God. We're standing up for his chosen people, Israel, that land. But at the same time, we're standing up for our rights and our lives as Christians, and we see all that hatred. And I believe with all that's going on when it talks there in Matthew 7 about the rains falling and the winds blowing, that's all the, the fake news, all the corruption and lies, the deceit, all of these things going around. If you're not rooted and grounded in the word, you can be swayed mm-hmm. to not, well, I, I just don't know anymore. I just, mm-hmm. that don't seem right. You know, yeah. so I think a lot of the, the reason they're hated so much is basically the same why Christians are hated mm-hmm. because we're God's people yeah. and God's. Satan knows what's coming, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, and you know one of and I, uh, what I was talking about a while ago. How can we keep from being deceived? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sixteenth chapter of John, in the thirteenth verse, answers that. Mm-hmm. He said, "How be it when He, the Spirit of Truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself." But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, and when you you know you're born again, you accept Christ. The Spirit of God comes to live on the inside of you. Uh, we we say, well, I have Jesus in my heart. Well, we do in in the person of the spirit of christ Mm -hmm. the holy spirit is the spirit of christ you know and uh, so uh in romans chapter 8 you know the bible says that the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of god Mm -hmm. and he said they that are led by the spirit are the sons of god Mm -hmm. so if we will allow the holy spirit to lead us you know, believe what the Holy Spirit teaches us. Uh, he will always teach us according to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. He will never lead us apart from the Word of God. The Holy Spirit and the Word agree, you see. And uh, so, uh, you know, we we have to allow the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our guide. But, yeah, the, you know... Uh, when Daniel, uh, I believe it's in the 10th chapter of the book of Daniel, where he was praying and seeking God, uh, you know, about uh, the his people, Israel, and, uh, uh, you know, confessing his personal sins and the sins of his nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, angel, Gabriel, you know, was sent. Mm-hmm. to him. And if, as you read all that story there, it says that from the first day you set your face to seek God, mm-hmm. I was sent. But I was held up or detained by the
the prince of Persia. Well, he wasn't talking about a literal man, but uh, he was talking about a spirit. Uh, and what he, you know, of course, he uh, was wrestling with that prince of Persia. And finally, the archangel Michael came and, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. took authority over him and defeated him so that Gabriel could get through with that message yeah. to uh, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, that uh, it, it was, we referred to it as Persia, which the scripture says there. But uh, Persia is modern day Iran. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Iran, that same spirit, mm-hmm. the prince of Persia, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that same spirit is the same spirit that's operating in Iran today. Yeah. You see, he didn't want that uh, prince of Persia, which was a demonic spirit, mm-hmm. didn't want Daniel to know what mm-hmm. was going to happen to the nation of Israel mm-hmm. in the last days, mm-hmm. you see. And uh, so that's why he was trying to restrain him, keep keep Gabriel from getting through, giving him the hope mm-hmm. that Israel would be restored, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's the same, that same spirit is operating in Iran today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. just like uh, with Palestine. Yeah. Palestine, if you study that word, it comes from the Roman word of Philistine, mm-hmm. where we get our, the Philistines. And, you know, the whole, you know, the uh, giants of Philistine and David, you know, that, that whole thing. Mm-hmm with uh, Goliath, but when you begin to see all of that, you know, it, it just, to me, things just begin to line up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we we're seeing what's going on today, mm-hmm. because like you read earlier in Matthew 24, that in the last days, it'd be wars, rumors of wars, all of those things. And I alluded to this a little earlier, but in Ezekiel, 38 and 39, and I'm not going to read both of those chapters for, you know, for sake of time. But when you look at uh, Ezekiel 38 and starting in verse, well, we'll start in verse three. And it says that thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O Gog, which we know that Gog is the ruler. Magog is, is the land. Mm-hmm. So it's whoever's ruling Russia and then Magog is Russia, and then it goes on and talks about the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Um, and then it says, I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaw, and lead you out with all your armies, horses, and horsemen. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on, if you jump down to verse 8, and it says, after many days you will be visited in the latter years. And I believe that's talking about now. Mm-hmm. And it says that you will come into a land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people <clears throat> on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. And I kind of, you know, that is, I believe, probably talking about 1948 when Israel mm-hmm. become a nation. And it says, which is, you know, uh, long been desolate and they were brought out of nations and now all of them dwell safely. Now, here's the thing that, and I talked to you about this the other day, and this is another reason why they're under attack. Look what it says here in verse 9. It says, you will ascend, talking about the people coming against Israel, Mm -hmm. you will ascend coming like a storm covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. It also talks about the coming in a cloud, I believe in chapter 39. But one of the things that, uh, an interviewer said uh, that was in Israel when those attacks began to happen, and most of you know that they come in on those paragliders. Mm-hmm. This Israeli made a statement that said it looked like they were coming as a cloud. Yeah. So you see, even what's happened in modern day, mm-hmm. we're seeing this was foretold thousands and thousands of years before. So these things you know, uh, we need to be paying attention. These are the reasons why Israel is under attack. Now, some people, uh, 
have said that, you know, that this, this is it, this is the, the Gog Magog war that some people say it's going to happen before, right before the rapture or right after the rapture. Some people, excuse me, have said it would be about three years before the rapture. Um, I'm not sure, but what I do know is that when we see these things begin to happen, whether, like you said earlier, that this is a prelude to Ezekiel 38 and 39, yeah. but it's time for us to look up mm-hmm. for our redemption draws nigh. Yeah. You know, we, we need to be looking at these things. And I know there's so many people that, well, you know, the church don't need to be in politics. Well, the church that's not involved in politics is going to be blind to the second coming of Christ mm-hmm. because they're, they're, they're being almost like the Pharisees and Sadducees because, like you said, they had heard there's a Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. Their grandfathers and their great-grandfathers <clears throat> and their on and on, just like with us today. How many times, even in my lifetime, much less yours, has somebody come out, Jesus is coming on such and such a day. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. Well, when you line up Bible scripture and Bible prophecy, we can be assured that he he's on his way. It's soon. Yeah. It could happen before this podcast ends. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could happen before we wake up in the morning, you know, that Jesus is coming back. And one of the signs is of the Jewish people being hated that much and those other countries coming down upon them. You know, because when you look at the maps over in that area, Israel only wants this little little strip of land. Mm-hmm. The Arab nations just dwarf it in size with Turkey and mm-hmm. and all those different lands. They've got all that land. Why do they want that one little spot? You know, it's like you got all that. You, you just leave us alone. But it's because this is not just a, a war of. Uh, nation against nation. This is this is the culmination from Genesis all the way to Revelations of good versus evil, and Satan knows his time's done. He knows it's up, and you know he's throwing everything he's got to destroy God's people and that land and trying to overthrow it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, y- you know. Uh, <laughs> I've I've believed, uh, of course, ever since I've been saved and started studying the Bible, uh, that I would live to see the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you know I've told the story many times how God spoke to me out of the twenty uh, fourth chapter of Matthew mm-hmm. about where He said, "Learn a parable of the fig tree." Mm-hmm. And uh, we know the fig tree is the natural symbol of Israel. Mm-hmm. The olive tree, of course, is the spiritual symbol. But he said, when you see the fig tree budding mm-hmm. and putting forth leaves, mm-hmm. he, and in the way it says it in Luke's gospel, it said the fig tree and all the trees. Mm-hmm. So if, if the fig tree represents Israel, then we know the all trees Represent. represent other little nations, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, when we were uh, growing up in my childhood, I was born in uh, 1947, uh, we never heard of those names. Right. Like Iran, Iraq, mm-hmm. Turkey, Syria, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, Ethiopia. And all of that, we we they was never thought of, right. never talked about. But uh, they're in the news almost daily now. Oh yeah, you know. And so uh, they have sprung up as well as Israel has, mm-hmm. you know. But he said, when you see the fig tree budding and putting forth leaf. Well, I believe that was speaking about when Israel became a na- uh, nation in mm-hmm. uh, May of 1948. And uh, from that time, uh, you know, until this, uh, we we have seen these scriptures, these things that we've been talking about. We have lived it. We have mm-hmm. seen it. 
And I know the scripture, you know, I've heard people say this. Uh, well, you know, every generation thought they was the generation. Right. But my my point is, I believe, well, we should live with that expectant hope. Mm-hmm. I believe even the apostles in their day lived with that expectant hope mm-hmm. that Jesus could return at any moment, you know. But no other, my point is that no other generation alive or has ever lived, has lived to see what you mm-hmm. and I have right. lived to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have witnessed every one of the things that is listed mm-hmm. in the Word of God. Right. We have lived to see it. And uh, but Peter in Second Peter chapter three, he talks about that. He said in uh, verse three, Second Peter chapter three. Uh, Verse 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and say, where's the promise of his coming? Mm -hmm. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And it said, for this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. So what he's saying here is that in the last days, there'll be people mocking and scoffing Mm -hmm. and saying, we've heard that all of our life, and they've always thought Jesus was coming. Where, where is his coming? Mm-hmm. Everything's still going on. Yeah. Everything's not, not going. Just like always. Mm-hmm. It's changing daily. Yeah. Things are changing. And it seems like <laughs> that from 1948 until the present day, that things have been speeded up or accelerated. Yeah. And, uh, I believe that we have seen more scripture fulfilled since 1948 when Israel became a nation than we have from 1948 back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. There's more scripture. It seems like God has put his foot on the gas pedal, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and pushed it to the floor. And it's coming to pass so quickly yeah. that you it's it's really hard to even keep up with it right but uh you know he said on down in that verse that the lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but why why is it taking so long i mean you know that uh, uh why why don't i mean you made mention of it earlier mm-hmm why, why don't Jesus just come and uh, defeat the Antichrist and uh, all this evil and wickedness and, and, and uh, you know, just get it over with? But it said the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Mm-hmm. Why? To usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So the, his restraint is for our benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not willing that any of, he don't want any of us to perish, but that we should all come to repentance. Right. And so, uh, you know, God is not slack. I mean, his, his promise is going to come to pass. Jesus is coming back. For the church, according to John chapter 14, uh, verses, uh, you know, uh, I believe one through six there, uh, where he said, let not your heart be troubled. Mm -hmm. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, what did he say? I will. Come back again mm-hmm. and receive you unto myself, 
that where I am, there you may be also. Yep. And Jesus said unto them, Whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas spoke up and said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. How can we know the way? And then the sixth verse, Jesus said, I am the way, mm -hmm. the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father but by me. So uh, we we are seeing these very things being fulfilled on a daily basis. You read it in the Bible, and then you can look at the TV screen and see what yeah. see it happening mm -hmm. and taking place. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I would say to people, you know, you 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 might be one of those doubters and one of those scoffers. But you you need to start looking at what's happening and then look at the Word. Mm -hmm. And you see it being confirmed and taking place right before your very eyes. And I, I, I never thought I would live to see it as dark and, and as uh, chaotic, mm -hmm. uh, as... Uh, <laughs> devastating as it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you know, not just the wars, how, how bad that is, you know, how Hamas come into Israel. They was talking about peace mm -hmm. just a few days before that and how close they were to right. a peace agreement. And while they were celebrating a holy day mm -hmm. unto the Jews, uh, you know, and they were, Attacked yep. by surprise. Yep. You see, yep. they weren't expecting that. They thought they were going to have a peace treaty of some sort. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, you know that I think that's blowed any chance of them having yeah. a peace treaty now, yeah. because they attacked and killed innocent mm -hmm. uh, women and children and uh, elderly people. You know, it just went into their houses and shot them, raped their women, killed their children, and uh, they said cut off babies. Some of them, you know, the Palestinians are mad and said, that's false, that's not true. But they got pictures of it. They got yeah, evidence got of yeah. it. You know. Yeah, and that's one of the other things that I've noticed is, especially it's come from some of our congressmen, a lot of our... Uh, media heads mm -hmm. notice when you're watching the news you'll not hear not one person and you don't hear many senators there's a few that will most of them refer to pakistan as a nation mm -hmm. to palestine as a nation to iran as a nation but to israelis to israel they're occupied Mm -hmm. They occupy a land like it's not theirs. Mm -hmm. And I have been noticing that since this war broke out, that they'll, they call it the occupation. Mm -hmm. They will not acknowledge that Israel is a land and that they're a, a sovereign a nation. nation. Yeah. You know, and it, it just makes me sick even more so that we actually have United States sitting senators that are backing Hamas Mm -hmm. backing the destruction of Israel yeah. and nobody saying anything about it. Nobody, they should be ousted immediately. Yeah. And how corrupt is our education system? Yeah. There was a professor on the news, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, or day before from Cornell university. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that that attack that Hamas mm -hmm. made upon the nation of Israel was exhilarating and exciting mm -hmm. him, you know, and praising mm -hmm. Hamas. Yeah. And that's what they're allowing to teach our young people mm -hmm. and to hate Israel. Yep. And, uh, the, and, and they, I think they, Jesus, what Jesus said in Matthew 24 I believe verse nine, that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll be hated of all nations, of all nations. for my yeah. name's sake. Mm -hmm. And the reason, you know, they, they 
uh, Iran, take Iran for instance. Mm-hmm. They are uh, proven, you know, the main supporters of uh, Hamas mm-hmm. and Hezbollah and all of the terrorist uh, organizations. And, uh, but, you know, they, they are allowing them to teach that to our students in the universities, in the colleges. And, uh, you know, the, some of the uh, protesters were students, you know, that's graduated in our colleges mm-hmm. to hate their own nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To hate America. Yeah. You know, and the others coming from far, we have people coming from foreign countries going to our university, mm-hmm. and they protesting against America. Mm-hmm. If you think America is so bad, stay where you at. Exactly. Don't come over here. Yeah. If you don't, you know, believe that this is a, a godly nation, that this is a nation of peace and freedom and so forth, stay where you are. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, I may, I don't know, I, I get, uh, I don't <laughs> want to say I get angry, but righteous indignation yeah. would be a good word, you know, that people want to come here fleeing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, tyrants that rule their countries, and they want to come over here to get away from that tyranny and so mm-hmm. forth and the persecution and everything and the, the harshness of where they come from. And then when they get over here where it's free, yeah. then they want to change our nation to be like where they come from. Yeah. And that's what, you know, the Palestinians are over here in our colleges and in our universities mm-hmm. and protesting against America and, you know, protesting for the Palestinian and, uh, you know, uh, well, if you think that the Palestinians are right, leave here and go, go to, back yeah, over there. Go over there and live. Yeah. Yeah. And we're out of time, but I'm going to close with this. Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. It says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Yeah. Some people, and you may be watching, and you may want to know, uh, how long has Hamas been around? Since Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. If you look up the Hebrew word for violence in Hebrews chapter 6, I mean Genesis chapter 6, verse yeah. 11, the word violence there in Hebrew is the word Hamas. Mm-hmm. Hamas, it, it means violence, and extreme violence, and destruction. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not something new. Yeah. It's the same, it, it, and this has been going on. It's Satan against God. It's good against evil. Yeah. You know, and, the, you know, as bad as things look, you know, we need to, like I said earlier, look up because our redemption draweth nigh. Yeah. Soon and very soon, we're going to be in heaven. We're going to be with the loved ones we've been that's gone on before us that we're missing we're anticipating seeing i believe they're anticipating us being there Mm -hmm. and even better than that we're going to get to sit at the feet of jesus the one who paid the price so that even us as gentiles yeah could come into the the kingdom of god it's 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 terrible times but it's exciting times yeah it's dark times but it's light times. Yeah. Just like in, in Egypt, when it was dark in Egypt, there was always light in Goshen. So when you see it getting dark in the world, find a Bible-believing church, a church that stands on the Word of God. They don't filter it. It's just what the Word of God says because there'll always be light in the house of God. Yeah. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in. We went a little over, but I know y'all enjoying it. We had a good crowd tonight. Do us a favor, hit the like button if you haven't done that yet. Share this on your social media. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, text it to somebody else. Send it to them. People are wanting to know what is going on in this world. Why are these things happening? And I believe if you'll send this to them, it will give them a better understanding, a Bible, a biblical understanding of what God's Word says about the children of Israel and also about the church. And if you do that, I'm sure it can change someone's life 
and maybe by watching this, they'll fall on their knees and cry out to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Guys, we love you. We pray God's favor and his blessings upon you, and we'll see you again next Wednesday night. God bless. Amen.